The Hometown Foundation is excited to bring back the Dream Ride Experience. August 26th to the 28th at Connecticut's Farmington Polo Club. Join us in celebrating the accomplishments of our Dream Riders while enjoying live music, a car and motorcycle show, family fun zone, pet adoptions, canine demonstrations, the Fireman's Chili Cook-Off, and much, much more. Get your tickets today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. On this 16th day of August, got so much I want to talk about. I didn't even get the, uh, in the title, Christmas Day NBA schedule released today. Uh, this Christmas weekend coming up. Uh, coming up. I mean, it's August 16th, right? But this uh, Christmas weekend coming up in, in, in December, we're talking a full slate of NFL games on Christmas Eve, which is a Saturday. And Christmas Day, Sunday, you've got three NFL games and a full slate of NBA games. Going to be one of the best days of the year in the uh, sporting world. The AP Top 25 is out. We are about two weeks away, less than two weeks away, I want to say, from college football, Labor Day weekend starting. And a lot of preseason talk I want to get into tonight. Fernando Tatis. Uh, I've talked to you guys before about the uh, 23-year-old signing a 14-year, $300-plus million contract with the San Diego Padres, only to fail a PED test, and it's now suspended for 80 games. Talk a little bit about that. And the Patriots seem like they have some injury problems that keep on adding up. Uh, Dan Campbell and Hard Knocks. Uh, but first, you know, a lot of talk around the league about, uh, in the sporting world, about quarterbacks. Uh, for instance, Zach, Will, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson with the Jets. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, try, trying to beat out Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about Malik Willis here out of Nashville area, the rookie quarterback trying to make a name for himself, possibly to take over next year for Ryan Tannehill. But let me just say this about quarterbacks. What, what you really need to know especially when Lamar Jackson is still in the midst of negotiating his own extension. He's in his fifth-year option with the Baltimore Ravens. You never hear, and this is uh, Daniel Jones included, you never hear anybody say, you know, that quarterback really ran this team to a Super Bowl title. You never hear that. You never never read or hear about back when – Steve Young played for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they had those god-awful uniforms. You never hear him say, uh, you never hear about them going to the playoffs and winning Super Bowls. It's when he mastered the passing game under George Seifert at that, that, that time of the coach in 94 that went in the Super Bowl there. So you, you, you just simply never hear uh, – you never hear or read that. Uh, we, we look at the last few Super Bowl winners. 
going back from from the Rams to the Patriots to uh, back in Denver. Okay, even a guy who threw on the Patriots there, Nick Foles, 500 yards. These are teams that that uh, we had a very close potential Super Bowl winner with Cam Newton in 2015. Uh, got blasted early, didn't go for a fumble. He was primarily, he's the leading rusher, rushing attempt quarterback in the NFL, and he's out of the league now. He's out of the league at 32. Uh, nobody's picked him up. He's technically a free agent. So my thing is, for, again, for your Daniel Jones, your Zach Wilsons, your Jalen Hurts, your Malik Willis, you have to throw a player open to win big in this league. If you are a coach, a general manager, even a fan, and you have a player on your team who has to run around and make plays, you do not what you want to keep that player on a backup type of basics for a reason. Okay. They do not win playoff games. Uh, they well, they 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 luck up occasionally and win a playoff game. Your Mitch Trubisky's of the world, uh, but they don't win Super Bowls. And if you don't have that quarterback, and you cannot win a Super Bowl. And if you are trying to make it as a quarterback, and you have, I don't care if you are the tallest guy. I don't care if you have the strongest arm. You look at a guy like Josh Allen having that fifty-five percent completion percentage, that jumped way up in the 60s, okay, because he learned how to throw. What do you mean by throw people open? You have to take the snap. You have to throw the ball to a spot, and the quarter, the, the, the wide receiver has to connect with that ball in the air. If you cannot make that throw, Tim Tebow never got that. He lucked up and got a super, uh, got a playoff win. But if you can't do that on a consistent basis, you cannot play in this league and be successful. If I'm a coach of any, uh, 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 general manager, owner of any of the 32 teams, if that, if my quarterback cannot make that throw, he does not get a second contract. I will go back to the draft. I'll go to free agency, and we'll, we'll, we will do this until we get it right. If I'm a guy like Lamar Jackson, thinking about uh, Kobe Bryant's wife is in a, uh, a legal battle with the city of Los Angeles about uh, the police um, sharing gifts of his, uh, sharing pictures of uh, death pictures and everything, really sick stuff. But when Kobe could not make three-pointers in his rookie year, and there, it's in a documentary about Kobe, he stayed in that gym, uh, got the key from the janitor by himself, hour after hour after hour after hour late into the evening until he got that three-point shot down, until he made sure and did not shoot that ball short. And we all know what happened. The guy's got five rings. But, you know, if I'm a guy like Lamar Jackson, even a Malik Willis, a Daniel Jones, uh, for example, because these guys cannot throw people open, They especially Jones. You get down – uh, you get with your players and you work on crossing routes all day into the night as much as these wide receivers can take it until you get that down cold. Joe Burrow's a second year in the league and he's got it down. You work on crossing routes, back shoulder, comeback routes, 
Those are basic plays that lead to uh, successful quarterback play in the NFL. You know, you can run around, play breaks down. That's all second nature. That's second. But those plays, those plays, plus your pocket awareness, that's what becomes successful. I mean, you, you see what works and what doesn't work. And then I would work on check downs, how to properly. That's something Lamar Jackson can't do. He's not a good check down guy. I'm not asking these players to be like Tom Brady. I know that there's only one Tom Brady. There's only one Joe Montana, one Peyton Manning. But that is something that has to be mandated. From, from If you're a fan of a team, for your team, for your quarterback, he has to make those throws. There is no way around it. Uh, you can have certain incidents where you have a Lamar where the team puts great tight ends and put a good line around him really good running game, but there's only so much, there's only so much that you can do before you flat out have to make that throw. Justin Herbert, Pickle says that. Yes, that's a good transition. Uh, Mike Vrabel said he saw Malik Willis, and he says, uh, we looked at the film. I'm watching uh, some of these reporters and, and, and ex-players and film people on Twitter, they're putting out Brian Bonding, uh, uh, Dinger, I think is his name, for the NFL. And he says, yeah, this guy's hanging on to the ball too much. Justin Herbert had that issue when he was at Oregon and coming into training camp a few years ago when he was with the Chargers during the pandemic the year. Didn't see much of uh, hard knocks. Coaches said, man, you're going to have to let that ball go and throw that player open, and it just clicked. He just let it rip. And then he became, uh, I think he threw like 5,000-something yards last year. I think he's going to have a potential. Uh, he will be in the uh, MVP mix this year, uh, throwing to guys like, uh, Pickle says, Keenan Allen to your Mike Williams. Uh, I think this guy's name is Josh Palmer. I can't remember his uh, last name. Young, young wide receiver. But you have to make that throw. And if you cannot make that throw, uh, you have to work day and night in the offseason. And if you can't get receivers that, that, that come and don't want to put the time in, if you can only be limited with your guys and they want to do family vacations and all that, go down to a high school and pay some high school kids to do it. You have to get those throws down. You have to get that, uh, that comeback route. You have to get that back shoulder. You have to get that slant in coverage. You have to get your mechanics down. There's only so much you can cheat. There's only so many ways you can cheat the system because when you get in the playoffs uh, and the defense gets better, it's the same result every time. You know, Peyton Manning and Rager, Reggie Wayne, Pickle says, they had it down cold. They had that down cold. Now, I understand sometimes plays break down. Uh, uh, the defensive uh, lineman, he makes a good play. He beats the guard off the block. Then you got to run. That's second nature, but you have to look the throw first and you have to do the check down uh, instead of trying to make the big grand play here, which takes me to Kenny Pickett. This guy, I've been reading about every practice that he's had. Uh, University of, of Pittsburgh player, uh, 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Uh, supposedly, at one time, I was reading that he was behind Mason Rudolph and, and, and Mitch Trubisky was, was the starting quarterback there. Uh, he was just not doing well on practice. Had a few good practices leading up to the preseason game. And now, Pickett had a great preseason game. Now, this was against uh, a base defense, but this was his first preseason game. He only had two incompletions. This guy's 24 years old. He knows how to check the ball down. Uh, yeah, so if that read is not there, if that read is not there, if that spot is taken up, not the receiver being covered, if that spot that you're supposed to take, then you go to your second read, then you go to your check down. That It's that simple. You simply cannot outrun these guys uh, and expect to be successful. And that's what I would tell these quarterbacks, these quarterbacks, Pickles. You know, Kenny Pickett was 13 to 15, 95 yards, two touchdowns, 132 rating, and he was also sacked twice. So that's what you need out of a starting quarterback. This guy's got a boatload of starts. He's 24. If it's close between him and, and, and Mitch Trubisky, you know what you've got in Mitch Trubisky. And – you know, quick decisions makes the quarterback. Yeah, you have to make quick decisions. You have to work on that time and time and time and time and time and time again. If you get in the middle of the night by yourself uh, with a group of guys in a field late at night doing it, you have to get that down. Tim Tebow never got that down. Daniel Jones doesn't seem to have that. Lamar Jackson, although incredibly physically fit, incredible athlete, uh, do like his attitude, uh, not holding out. Uh, he has not got that down. And, and you're not going to win anything doing that. If you can't make those plays, you cannot win. And I don't know why these general managers and coaches in ownership allows these teams to pay these guys that you know that can't do that or simply cannot develop that skill. Uh, as far as, as, like I said, uh, Pickett, I think he's going to be fine. He's probably going to win that starting job. I do not think Malik Willis, that was a great play. You can't turn your back on defenses like that all the time when he scored the touchdown against the Ravens. Uh, that was like a Tony Romo type of play, except he's much quicker. He does have arm strength, and we understand arm strength and everything else and speed, elusiveness, uh, a certain height. I get that. The ability just simply flat out ball at a high level. Uh, that's all part of it, but you can't be running around when you snap the ball. It's just just not going to work in the NFL. And you have to get that through to these players' heads. If they can't do it, find somebody who can. All right? Uh, okay. Now, speaking of Kenny Pickett, you know, the most exaggerated market, the most exaggerated team in the NFL – uh, whether they're they're doing really bad or really good, everything is so extreme with the Jets, and particularly the New York market. When I first read about this Zach Wilson injury, you would think he was done for the season. And now they're saying that he had this, he had this, um, 
injury, now there's there, there's a chance he could play week one. You know, and I know that the Jets lost uh, Micah Becton, the right tackle, but they still have their left tackle. So, and then and then they've signed. I think it was Dwayne Brown, former Seattle Seahawk. They signed him to go ahead and fill in. So the Jets, it's not the end of the world like your Jet fans say it is. Now, he is 23 years old. I actually thought that Wilson was younger than that. He's a little older, believe it or not, than I thought he was. But, you know, you've got guys like Mike Greenberg, a big Jets fan, and somebody who works with ESPN, he's out here saying that, Maybe that they, they go look for another general manager and a coach after this year if they don't win a certain amount of games. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is one of the youngest teams in the NFL, you know, and this guy, his stat line as far as starts in college uh, is really low. I want to say he has 30 starts as a collegiate player. Let me go back to my notes here. So he has 30 starts, uh, 30 games played in at BYU. Kitty Pickett, for example, who I just talked about, has 52 and Pickett's in his rookie year. And Wilson, Zach Wilson for the Jets, is in his second year. He has 30 starts in the NF or in in the college game. So you're still trying to work this out. There is some talent there with him. Uh you do have a, a defensive minded head coach, mind you, very young offensive coordinator there with the Jets. But that being said, you know, this guy is, is um he he's already put away his his social media following. He's going dark right now, and I do think he should. There was a lot of write up. Uh, he's in the biggest market, media market. Uh, there, there there was a write up about him dating his mom's uh, friend or whatever uh, girlfriend and cheating on him. I mean, it's just a lot of tabloid stuff. The kind of stuff that'll get you kicked out of the league. Uh, as far as not playing well, because you're caught up in a bunch of uh, nonsensical uh, uh, garbage uh, BS here. Now, all that being said, uh, this team is, and I said this from the very get-go with, with when he was drafted, I knew I knew he didn't have that many starts with BYU. I knew he was really young coming in. I would say at least – Overlooked last year. He got 13 games in last year. Uh, but he did throw nine touchdowns and 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 uh, 11 interceptions. What is his act stat like? Yeah, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 55% completion percentage. That's not good enough. Now, they, they do have a horrific schedule coming up. And mind you, Carl Larson, their big free agent pickup, he didn't even play last year. Uh, he got hurt early in training camp, uh, but they had a well of a draft, and they had a well of a free agents. Uh, guys like 
Still got Quentin Williams on defensive tackle, by the way. Sauce Gardner, probably the one of the best players in this draft, this cornerback they picked up there out of Cincinnati, uh, players like this. And, of course, the running back. Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, man, I'm trying to find this guy's name. Yeah, Bryce Hall is starting to get rolled up about. Elijah Moore. Uh, Corey Davis, at times, he, he looked like the free agent that he played out of Tennessee here. And, of course, Garrett Wilson. A lot of people thought he was probably the best receiver in the draft, although Carl Pickens, uh, the guy from Georgia, second-round pick, this went to Pittsburgh. Go figure, Pickles. Uh, he is having the best camp of anybody. So they got this Garrett Wilson player out of Ohio State, and you're looking at the defensive pieces You've already lost your right tackle, although you did sign Dwayne Brown, and there's a possibility that, that Wilson's going to play, and, and and maybe Joe Flacco, they're saying that maybe Joe Flacco will end up playing um, playing in his place, former Baltimore Raven. Let's look at the first six games anyways. They got to play Baltimore at home. Maybe they catch a break with Cleveland, and they're only playing against Jacoby Brissett. Not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be there, nor Deshaun Watson. But they also have to play Pittsburgh. Uh, at Pittsburgh, a week before that, Cincinnati at home, and then versus Miami. Well, that's four to five games there. And then they got to go play at Green Bay and at Denver versus New England and versus Buffalo before their week 10 bye week. They'll be lucky to win two or three of those games. I think they can beat Cleveland. They might be able to beat Miami at home. So they're potentially three and seven at that point. Where do you want to see improvement for Zach Wilson? All right. You want to see an improvement after the bye week uh, against teams like Chicago at home, uh, Detroit at home, uh, Thursday night game, uh, the, the 12th, the 22nd, the, the week of Christmas against Jacksonville at home, at the lowly Seattle Seahawks, at Miami. other words, those last six games, those last eight games after the bye week in week 10, if you could do five and three there and maybe beat a Cleveland uh, or somebody like that, or maybe even look up and beat a Pittsburgh, if you are – if you get six wins this year, that's a successful season, and you want to look good. You want to look good down the stretch against Jacksonville, Detroit, Seattle, them last four games. You want to be trending upward. You know, Pickle says, Greeny's looking for ratings. Yeah, hot takes, hot takes, you know. And I like to tell you guys realism. Okay. Now, I follow Woody Johnson on Twitter. He's the owner. Uh, you do not want to listen to guys like Mike Greenberg. You don't want that reputation that Cleveland used to have. Now, Cleveland, yeah, they're getting a little bit of heat right now, but they got a roster when when playing. Once the Deshaun Watson stuff goes away by next year, they have a roster compete with anybody in the NFL. Anybody in the NFL Super Bowl ready? They were in the playoffs two years ago. Before they've got their management there, their coaching staff here, all these good players, 
they had to, and this is where I do defend Mr. Haslam. He did not uh, fire Hugh Jackson after one year. You do not want the reputation of giving up on coaches too soon. Okay? You do not want to listen to the WFAN sports talk radio stations that want to say, fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the general manager. You definitely don't want to fire the general manager at this point. Now, this time next year, like I said, those last six games, you want to see a significant improvement out of Zach Wilson. Next year, the wick should be turned up on Robert Sala. Uh, Wilson, of course, he's got to take that next step. He's going to be 24 years old, okay? Uh, he's going to have three years in the league. He's going to have a young, uh, really good de- average to good defensive line. He's going to have uh, a full year, sometimes two years, uh, with the guy like a Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. This would be year two. Then you guys, Carlos, Mandy Oper, then you want to set the bar for playoffs. Then you want to say, we want to make the playoffs. We don't care what New England's doing. We don't care what uh, Miami's doing. We don't care. Uh, we don't care what uh, Buffalo, Big Bad Buffalo's doing. We want to make that move. Now, next year, the, uh, say December of 2023, and you're still sitting at uh, below 500, you're out of the, then you might want to look at possibly making changes. But you have to, even if things are getting really bad this year, I don't think they will. I think they're going to surprise some teams. They're going to beat somebody. They're not. Uh, maybe they move off the, uh, as Carlos says, maybe uh, Jets don't have a skill off. Maybe they go with another OC. But, and maybe they do away with Salah. But I would not do anything after this year, not unless they have like a Jacksonville, uh, Urban Meyer type of situation uh, where where the locker room is total chaos and crazy. There's no signs of that happening. This team beat the Titans last year, and the Titans were the number one seed in the league, even though they caught the Titans uh, at a bad moment. A win is a win, okay? You know, Carlos is already, yeah, we can't listen to guys like you. You have to, you, and for the sake of, of showing patience, I would not move on anybody after this year. You definitely want to give them a one more year. And it's just not as much as not showing, uh, uh, having faith or non-faith in, in the organization. You or, or, or the coaches and the players at hand, you want to send the message to future talent that the Jets are stable and have some type of patience and consistency from the top down. Or otherwise, you're going to look like Cleveland eight, ten years ago where you're making coaching changes every other year and looking like a total train wreck. So, again, I commend Mr. Haslam for at least sticking with Hugh Jackson a year or two, probably than most people would not want him uh, to stay. Now I feel like other than this stuff with Deshaun Watson, Cleveland's put themselves in position and they've gotten away from – they've gotten away from being – the, the, the lowly pits of the NFL, okay? You want to send that message to everybody else, other talented uh, 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 coaches that may be in the college, more, more talented assistants around the league, and, and for that nature, okay? 
And, and and if they do win six games, Carlos, I think that is improvement. And you want them to be in, air quote, one score game and another five to seven of those games, even if they do lose. You know, you've got a really good def- uh, a fair pieces on defensive line. Carl Larson has mentioned him. Guys like Williams at the defensive tackle there. Sauce Gardner. You may have another Daryl Revis level player at that cornerback position. So you have some pieces there. You have some players there. Uh, you utilize your running game. Again, he's got to learn to throw people open. He's got to get off that 55% per completion percentage. You, you got to look at it that way. And as far as the Giants, they know. Most of us that, that, that wake up on the right side of the bed every day, that watch the games, know that Daniel Jones is not that guy. We know that he's not that guy. We just got to convince the ownership, the Mara family, that he's not that guy. And they, they will be in the quarterback market in the upcoming draft. Now, not the same with, with, with Jets and Zach Wilson, but um, we shall see. I do think it is a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, I do think they have a rough schedule to start the season, though. And it's going to take some mental toughness for um, for these guys to get through. Okay. What am I going to go to next? I'm looking here. So we got Zach Wilson out of the way. Malik Willis. Um, needs to turn loose of it. Kind of reminds me of a Justin Herbert. Not quite that talent level. Okay. And Kenny Pickett, uh, if the things keep going, you just got to go with what you know. Let him play. You're not going to get anywhere with Mitch Trubisky. And Lord knows you're not going to get anywhere with Mason Rudolph. All right. Like I said, the Browns, uh, there was reports that they were maybe interested in Garoppolo, then they may not be interested in Garoppolo. Uh, I think a lot of teams like the Cleveland Browns, like perhaps uh, Seattle, like a lot of other teams around the league, they simply do not want to take on that $25 million for a guy who's injured like Garoppolo is. I think they want to wait it out um, to the 49ers cut him. I did see that Trey Lance make some good throws the other night. I'm starting to get a sense that Lance is starting to catch on to things. And the fact is, he's got a great team around him, a good running game, really good. You're going to have a, a healthy George Kittle back there, Brandon Ayuk back there. They're probably thinking, you know what, we, we've got something going on here with this young guy. And then the faster we get rid of uh, Garoppolo – the faster we can clean up that that salary cap, and then we can continue, even though they still got young players, continue to build around this young player uh, on a rookie contract with a uh, um, under a Trey Lance. You know, if you can keep your your quarterback on that low contract for as long as possible. I mean, you get four years. The fifth-year option, it goes up to 18, 20 million. That's still pretty good now that you got guys going to make 45, $47 million a year. You still have that window. And then even at that, uh, after so many years, you don't want to max that out. We, 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 you heard about the interview with 
with Patrick Mahomes. He's like, I just want to win. I want to get paid, but I don't want all the money. You know? All righty then. What else? Okay. Um, you know, I have actually been concerned about about the Patriots. Uh, I, I know I've said that I, I do like the fact that I know that that Mac Jones is getting stronger. Uh, I know what his completion percentage, he was best of all rookies last year. The numbers don't lie there. Completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, Mac Jones was the guy. Uh, there's still more reports that he's still having problems because you've got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia splitting duties there. They're working out the kinks. And now today, uh, on the other side of the ball, the Patriots have put Malcolm Butler on the season-ending IR. Uh, they've got another uh, cornerback that is also injured for the season, if I can find him. Uh, Malcolm Butler and Joe Juan Williams on the injured reserve. That's two cornerbacks there. Uh, they, they let J.C. Jackson go in free agency. He went to the L.A. Chargers. They moved Jalen Mills from corner uh, from safety to corner. Yes, you heard that right. That's usually the other way around. They moved Jalen Mills from safety to corner, and then they signed in the offseason, this past offseason, they signed Terrence Mitchell from Houston. Uh, you know, they may be in some trouble here, and it's still early. I understand it's a preseason. I know Belichick is great, but, man, I mean, you've already had pass rush issues, and now you're you're, you're having guys like uh, Malcolm Butler, who wasn't really kind of on a back end in his career anyways, 32 years old, uh, often got roasted there at the end the last few years, probably would play better in a Bill Belichick system. I get it. But you start to think about that, not signing J.C. Jackson, and, and mind you, the last game against Josh Allen, he had five touchdowns against the Patriots, and he had a 157 quarterback rating. Uh, it was one of the best performances that I've ever seen. Um, one of the best performances that I've ever seen in an NFL playoff game by a quarterback against a, a, a defensive-minded uh, level uh, coaching level, and w- with the talent they had of a New England Patriots and a Bill Belichick. Carlos says, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones will be uh, playing in Canada in the XFL and come back in 2025. Well, you never know. i tell you what. So they are – I'm keeping my eye on this Patriot team. Uh, again, their cap blows up next year, guys. And they can still do something with this. Um, they're probably going to be underdogs in their first game because you got a first-year head coach in, in uh, Miami there. You've got a first-year head coach there. Uh, you still got that young quarterback there, second full-year Tua. Uh, Bill Belichick is familiar with him. I wouldn't touch that game with the 10-foot pole as far as betting. My guess is the Miami Dolphins will win. But young coaches – Seeing the really struggle against Bill Belichick. See last year with Robert Salah, uh, so the coach out there in LA, 
both coaches with the L.A. Chargers. Much better roster, and they still got beat by the Patriots. Uh, young quarterback, young coach, he seems to eat them alive. But even the great Belichick, when you start getting down on third and fourth string cornerback, uh, things can get tight there. Things can get tight. There is some reason for concern about what they're doing out in New England. All righty, then. What else should I go to? You know what? Let me stay in the NFL, and then I'll go to the college game. Um, I keep to lead. Keep to lead. Speaking of NFL, he, he's got a job now. Going to be calling the Amazon Prime games on Thursday football, from my understanding. Uh, keep to lead, former, former quarterback, cornerback for the Patriots, played with uh, played with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, uh, went to the Super Bowl, got a ring with Peyton Manning in 2015-2016 with that Bronco team. Uh, a few years before that, didn't get to the Super Bowl, uh, but but did play well with the Patriots, I want to say. Uh, but Tlaib is... Uh, he, he, and, he, and he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams, excuse me. One of the better five-time Pro Bowler guys made oh, well over $50 million, Pickles. But his brother and himself were at a football game in Lancaster. Lancaster, a, a kid's put a, a, a peewee game. And Lancaster... Uh, that uh, it's a suburb of Dallas area, and there was a shooting involved there. And his brother has been arrested for murder. And this is at a kids' game. Uh, shot another coach there. He's been charged with that murder. And you say, well, why do you bring in Talib in? Well, Talib was at the game. Talib. Now, I I covered this type of story because, like. Jason Whitlock said on his program, the mainstream media will Fox won't cover it, ESPN won't cover it. Uh, if we don't cover it, who will? You know, and an eyewitness tells Jason Whitlock on his today's program that Akib, not his brother, Akib started this. He was the first person to throw a punch out of these people. He was the one of the uh person who have de-escalated who could have de-escalated the situation, he was the one person who would have listened and it could have stopped it all. Tlaib is is, uh, is is 36 years old. His older brother, Akib, or Haki with the H, is 39 years old. And you know something? These peewee games get out of hand. Uh, I know we've had issues in, in other countries uh, particularly South America, you, you hear about people getting killed, uh, uh, referees getting shot, players getting shot in bars after games, uh, uh, referees having to run for their life. This is in uh, Brazil, South America, Colombia, uh, in the soccer world. But we've had fights on videos with, with, with re pe people punching referees out. Uh, but this is next level right here. Uh, shooting uh, a, a person 
a 43-year-old coach. This is why some gang, this is not some thug at a, at a, at a bar or something like that or that nature. This is uh, Akib's uh, brother, Hakib, the 39-year-old, shot a 43-year-old coach whose son was there, Pickles. His son was there. Uh, shot this guy dead. It's like five shots. It started over uh, placement of the ball, something like that. One thing led to another. This was a scrimmage, guys. This was a scrimmage. Lancaster, uh, Akeeb supposedly, according to this eyewitness, has um, he instigated it. He didn't pull the trigger. Now, his brother, and he has technically not been charged with it. Uh, but his brother has been charged and has turned himself in and, and on a million dollar uh, uh, bond here. You can't make this stuff up, Pickles. And the man that was killed here was Michael Hitman, played for the University of North Texas from 98 to 2002. He's only 43 years old. Michael Hickman, you football coach in, in Texas, uh, nine-year-old players, including his son, saw him get gunned down. And beloved coaches believed to be uh, the brother of Keeb Tlaib, Yakib, with a Y-A Tlaib, is arrested for uh, for murder here. Now, I'll say this. Yeah, and Carlos says weapons shouldn't be allowed. I mean, it should never come to that. I mean, people can't afford to have the police everywhere. Uh, this is a game. Uh, this nine-year-old lost his dad over something like this. And you got to ask yourself, if what I just read is true, if this eyewitness signed an affidavit, now we'll find this out. This is preliminary. This happened Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, I want to say. And this, all this news came down Sunday. Uh, video was circulating around the internet. I was thinking this is Talib. Akib was getting a bad reputation. Uh, Talib has been in trouble before. He has, uh, Akib, uh, the former player, I mean, he's been in fights at Rookie Symposium. He's had other gun-related events uh, during his career. He's been suspended before. And now he is a commentator with um, he is a commentator with the NFL uh, with Fox Sports. Uh, he works with the uh, uh, Amazon and Fox Sports. And on top of that, he's in Colin Cowherd's podcast network, the volume. Guy's got a good personality. Uh, again, he has skated past these type of incidents before related with guns while he was playing. Uh, that is highly uh, talked about as well. But if going back to the, these allegations, if this is true, if Akib, the former football player, if he instigated that, and if those witnesses signed affidavits, even if he is not charged, if you are Amazon, if you're Fox, yeah. 2018, one use a vehicle to run through a baseball. Yeah. Sleeve looked like an idiot. Yeah. And if all this is true, you got to ask yourself, Fox, do you want this guy calling games? Do you want to have that kind of street cred? 
because little kids look up to these guys. And I've liked uh, to leave. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood like to leave has grown up primarily. I've been to intense games like that. I'm from the inner city here in Nashville. Uh, I did move out of the inner city, but I've been there long enough to know how things can get way out of hand in these kind of games. Uh, I've worked as a, uh, I worked at, as an intern at channel two news where I had to cut, uh, I was gathering information for our reporters as an intern of, of a, uh, a guy getting shot down in front of a baseball field, Shelby park in 2005 off of revenge thing in front of a bunch of kids. So I am familiar with this, uh, with this kind of dysfunction and, and, and tragic events. But again, Amazon, Fox, Colin Cowherd, do you want a guy, if all this proves to be true, that this eyewitness tells Jason Whitlock on his show, The Fearless Show, that Akib, the player, instigated it, and this guy was fighting with this coach, Mike Kitman, and his brother, uh, Akib's brother, uh, and some other people uh, were in a scuffle and he's using the yard marker as a defense mechanism. It's just kind of a, there's another video of the brawl and his brother. Uh, and you find out that, that he actually thrown the first punch, a keep, not, not his brother that started this. And of course we know what happened. His brother pulled out a gun later and shot this guy. He shot five times. He shot him three times. And, 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 of course, Mr. Hitman's dead, and, and his son doesn't have a father right now. This is supposedly a man of faith, a mentor in the community. And one of the assistant coaches says he don't know if he's ever wanted to do this again after this incident. This could have been prevented. So this is something I'm curious if what Fox will do uh, with Amazon uh, here, in the, here in the next week or so, if they find out that that uh, Akeem actually did uh, – escalate not de-escalate and i just can't imagine having that kind of money guys and and taking that kind of chance to everything he's got going me busting my rear end trying to break into business working day and night and i'm sitting on that 50 plus million dollar earnings that's leaving you think i'm just gonna randomly Gas my brother up to pull a gun out on somebody. Oh, I'm I'm calming it down because I got a lot to lose. You know, I have a lot to lose here. But he's amping things up. Yeah, yeah. Carlos says Jason Williams. Yeah, I was living in New York at the time. They were writing about uh, the Nets Jason Williams when he shot his limo driver and tried to cover it up uh, in 2002. Uh, I was reading that story daily as, as that uh, that story. Uh, he was taken off of uh, ESPN, I want to say, Carlos. Uh, he was definitely taken off of ESPN after that. But it's something you really got to look into if you are uh, uh, Fox, Amazon, and, of course, Colin. Of course, Colin loves to... Um, get involved in stuff like that. He thinks that's street cred because he's kind of a nerd. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't keep him on his podcast network. Okay. 
Let me go with – let me stay in the NFL. Dan Campbell, Hard Knocks, watch that. That is on again tonight, Tuesday. I think it's 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Or is it 9 to – I think it's either 8 p.m. Central to 9 p.m. or 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on HBO. And I got a chance to watch it last week. And Dan Campbell, the uh, head coach of the Detroit Pistons uh, – Lions – the former tight ends coach, kind of rambunctious, uh, boisterous, talking about biting kneecaps off and all this. And it was their first one last week. And um, he's got these guys in full tilt uh, pads. First day. First day. And I'll say this. I was pleasantly surprised at his explanation uh, Campbell saying, listen, I know you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. I mean, first day of camp, we're wide open, hitting full pads, full tilt, you name it. And he's got a lot of former pros in, uh, on there with um, Antoine, Randall, um, had a few other guys. I can't remember the name of them. But um, it, it's, it's a lot of the former players, former Pittsburgh still. I know he, he stands out there. And he tells the guys, he said, listen, studies have said that easing too much into count, you create more energy, uh, more injuries than going in full tilt with the pads on. And the, the, the knee injuries, the, 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 um, the knee injuries, the Achilles injuries, all those type of injuries that are just for your, you're used to playing at a low, low speed and you're going wide open, uh, he's probably got a point there. We've had more injuries since this 2010 new CBA came about. Um, that, that particular CBA, we've had a few other CBAs before that, where the league and the players, the players didn't want to practice so much. They didn't want to do two-a-days. They didn't do, they, they, so they stopped all that. And then the, then the owners... And the players also negotiated not giving rookies a ton of money because rookies were making more than proven veterans. So they did away with that, and the players got what they wanted. They wanted less, less two-a-days and everything, but then injuries started skyrocketing. So Campbell says, look, studies to say we, we, should, we should be physical. And they look pretty good. They look, they look pretty good. Remember, they, they beat Arizona last year. And... Um, even though I think he's kind of a knucklehead. This team, this team does look pretty interesting, though. I will say this. And uh, you had Aiden Hutchinson singing Billie Jean uh, by, by Michael Jackson. The rookies always come up and sing for, for the veterans. That's like a rookie hazing thing. Uh, but, but you know what the players said about him when he first got hired? And you know what they said about him? Once he was uh, in this hard knocks thing on HBO, they said, this guy's authentic. This guy's authentic. So many people, particularly coaches, Matt Patricia, the former coach of the Detroit Lions, trying to be like Belichick, but he's not Belichick. Uh, The other coach, Josh McDaniels, trying to be like Belichick with Denver, couldn't be like Belichick. He wasn't being himself. In a world where you got people to just 
just try to be somebody else. I had a letter, a, a good friend of mine go the other day. A guy friend, he's, he was uh, uh, turned out to be a user, a real fake guy. I had to say, tell him, hey, don't call me no more, man. You know, uh, you got social media, people trying to grandstand and act like this and that. Uh, social justice warriors. And, and they really don't believe in all these statistics about our law enforcement. So these players really, really appreciate this. Uh, again, when he first got hired, talking to some of the players, former players that played with him, uh, played for him as a coach. He was a tight ends coach with the, the Saints and before they was with, with Miami. They said, this guy's legit. You know, he actually believes what he's saying. And in a world where you got so many phony people, people can still appreciate uh, an authentic person. So they're going to be an interesting storyline. I'm not going to say they're going to win the NFC North. I think they're probably going to be about like the Jets, five to seven, eight games. They're going to upset some people they're not supposed to. They should have beat Baltimore last year. They got gypped on a call there. Uh, uh, they got ran out by Philadelphia uh, in their own backyard. They play Philadelphia again in, in the opener. And some – some of the uh, Sharks in Vegas, from what I hear, said that that plus four and a half for Detroit, you might want to take that. Detroit's going to upset Philadelphia. You know, I know Jamie Pags from Northeast Stream don't want to hear that. So, anyways, um, going to watch that again. They're going to be an interesting Detroit. Other than playing on Thanksgiving, has another interesting storyline. Second year with Dan Campbell as a coach and um, and some new players upcoming in this season. And the hard knocks is going to be uh, good stuff to watch. Okay, AP Top 25. Now, I know we're two weeks away. Uh, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday, you know, um, We'll, we'll see what happens here when it comes to uh, breaking down these college football, the AP top 25. Now, uh, yeah, uh, Amazon is owned by Jeff Bezos, which he is on the other side, Pickle. So I disagree with that comment you said about the network. Uh, that they'll, they'll do that. But anyways, the AP uh, top 25 college football came out. Now, now I'll tell you what, Alabama's – is number one, should be number one. Got a guy, Bryce Young, Bryce uh, Young, that will probably go number one overall, if not top five. I know he's not as tall as people want him to be, being compared to Russell Wilson. Um, uh, Young, I think he's going to play well. Pro Football Focus says this Alabama team has the best defense in the country. Uh, coming into this season, uh, also guys from Georgia, they're going to play well here. And I, I do think that um, these teams are, do do need to be – are properly ranked, okay? Now, yeah, I do think that um, that this top five here – we got so many notes here. Yeah. 
Yeah, number one defense in the country. Now, Clemson's number two in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, uh, they, they also do college uh, college breakdown here. And now the AP's got Ohio State at number two. I was listening to Joe Klatt here. He, he works. He calls some of these Big Ten games, I want to say, for Fox. And he was saying that Ohio State's defense is better. And I know they got Stroud, C.J. Stroud. Now, he's also a guy that could possibly – now, he's an Ohio State quarterback, and they haven't had good reputations. Uh, but he's also supposed to be a highly talented draft pick. Uh, they look like they can score on anybody. They do not look as physical. We Remember, uh, Oregon went there and, and, and uh, pushed them around. In a short uh, uh, early start time, and Oregon went all the way across the country and 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 beat Ohio State. In Ohio State, a lot of those players were really young. They got another year of seasoning. I don't think they were the number two. I would have probably put Georgia above. Uh, Georgia still got Stetson Bennett back from last year. Uh, so Stetson Bennett and this Georgia recruiting, even though they lost a lot of players, George Pickens is having a good camp. I mentioned that. Jordan Davis. Uh, uh, Dean, uh, the other linebacker that went number one overall, I can't remember his name off the top, but he went from uh, to, to uh, Jacksonville. I think Georgia, though, probably should be number two. Now, Clemson being number four, again, number two team uh, defense in the country coming in. Uh, this DJ guy, not going to say his long last name, uh, kind of like Giannis. He's got another year under his belt. I know that they lost Brett Vittables. Uh, he's the head coach now of Oklahoma. But I was looking at the assistants, six years, seven years, eight years, ten years. Dabo keeps his guys around. Clemson, Clemson is going to be there to the end. Again, I'm just giving you a preview of this top ten. Uh, six at Baylor. Now, Baylor guy, not Baylor, uh, uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M's starting quarterback got hurt, I want to say, guys, in week three last year against uh, Colorado, if you don't recall. Their starting quarterback got hurt at Colorado and the, uh, for the season. Then their backup quarterback beats Alabama in Texas A&M. They end up going eight and four because they simply didn't have the quarterback play that was consistent enough on a week-in and week-out basis. They're number six. They may be a little premature to win a national championship. Uh, they will win a national championship within the next three years. Uh, two se- if you're counting this season, the next two seasons, I do think Texas A&M win a national championship. But as far as this top ten, Clemson, Notre Dame, they're probably overrated at five. Uh, Utah, seven. Now, Utah, really good defense, good tradition there. Now, USC is not in this top 10, and they led the, the country in transfer portal. Roydell Williams, they got uh, their quarterback there from Oklahoma. We know that Lincoln Riley, he's the new head coach there at USC. Uh, they may be better than people give them credit for. Uh, and then not Oklahoma, I don't know how good Venables is going to be uh, with, with the lack of quarterback play since their starter transferred with uh, Riley, Lincoln Riley, 
and Baylor at number 10. Ah, that, that seems a little high for Baylor. Uh, I might have put even a banged up and a transferred LSU uh, over a Baylor. I may put an LSU over a Utah and, and over a Notre Dame because I do like what Brian um, – oh, God, what's the guy's name? Is it Brian – well, the former Notre Dame coach who's now the LSU coach there. Uh, I think that he will he will have these guys playing well sooner than later. Do not sleep on – that um, on this LSU team, Brian Kelly, thank you. Yeah, Brian Kelly, uh, that Notre Dame team played uh, Georgia right down to the wire. And Georgia, with all these NFL players uh, in the regular season, played Georgia pretty hard. Uh, once he's got equal athletes like this and LSU's depth, I would probably put LSU in over a bunch of these teams that are in this top 10. Again, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, three SEC teams in the top ten. And the AP, they just didn't want to go all SEC. Uh, maybe maybe a, a potentially Ole Miss could, could make it in there. Uh, I'm not sure about Florida. Nobody else is either, but definitely an LSU. Definitely uh, an LSU could should, should probably be somewhere in this top ten. Uh, now, Michigan's at eight. Nobody knows what Michigan's going to do. They lost a lot of players, including Hutchison, in the NFL draft. I'm excited. I'm excited. And speaking of college football, by the way, interesting story. Speaking of LSU, Miles Brennan uh, said, he, said he's going to retire. Um, LSU quarterback is just going to walk away. Uh, he, he just said that uh, walking away from football, Brendan Darren Rivera reports, signed NLL deals with Rising Kane, Smoothie King, Game Coin, Small Sliders, uh, just a lot of money. And I was reading his uh, valuations of $172,000 on, uh, and I think this is just for social media stuff from the uh, quarterback from LSU. So that is another story there to keep an eye on. All right. Uh, that's another NIL type of deal situation where uh, do you really want to start paying a player to come to your university? If you're a booster, then he drops out and keeps your money. Or do you want to pay him like it's supposed to be done after performance? If they start X amount of games, for, for their performance to endorse your product. That is something to, uh, to, to yeah, it could just be a pressure thing, Pickles. LSU quarterback, you're paying him money, and the guy can't sleep at night, and he's probably got anxiety issues. I never thought about it that way. Okay. Uh, Christmas Day, NBA re, uh, switching gears here. NBA has put their Christmas Day schedule, Bucks-Celtics. That's going to be great. We know that went seven games. Uh, Grizzlies-Warriors, we know that was a dogfight. That was a dogfight, went six games. Probably could have went a little bit longer with the John Morant. They play on Christmas Day. Again, I've always said that I think that, that the NBA should start their season on Christmas Day. 
rounding out the game, Suns, Nuggets, Sixers, Knicks. That might be interesting. Bucks, Celtics, I mentioned that one. Lakers, Mavs, uh, get, a, get a shot at Luka. Now, that's just the that's just the NBA. The NFL on Christmas Day will have three games on Christmas Day, but they'll have a slew of games on Saturday, Christmas Eve, guys, which I can't believe. But, um, I mean... On Christmas Day, Green Bay will play at Miami. That's Sunday, December 25th. Denver at the Rams. That will be uh, Russell Wilson versus um, versus Matt Stafford. Then you got uh, Brady versus, uh, obviously, Kyler Murray. Really good quarterbacks. You know, Green Bay versus Miami. That will be uh, Rodgers versus Tua there. Uh, with all that speed in Miami, that's Christmas Day. And then, again, Christmas Eve on Saturday, you've got all the other games being played. I mean, uh, only other game that's going to be played that week would be Jacksonville at the Jets, and that's the Thursday game. But the rest of the games are going to be on, uh, you know, teams like Buffalo at at Chicago, Houston at Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati at New England. That'll be a good one. That's all on Christmas Eve. So we, you, that's a heck of a weekend, man. I mean, you got all these football games on Christmas Eve. Then you got three football games, NFL games on Christmas Day. Then you got four NBA games on uh, on Christmas Day. Best Christmas weekend ever if you are a sports fan like I am. Those of us single folks. I thought that was going to be interesting. I am a little bit over, but I do want to cover this other story. Fernando Tatis. Now, I said this before. uh, The human side of these guys, people simply do not understand. They don't comprehend these numbers, guys. That's all they do in these major league offices, whether it's uh, baseball, basketball, whatever. Uh, But particularly, this shortstop here, $340 million 14-year contract for a 23-year-old. Since then, he's been suspended 80 games for PEDs. He's been injured and hasn't came back. And now he's suspended for 80 games. This is going to go through all out the rest of this season into next season, obviously. Uh, and, and you're looking at this San Diego team that's still on the hook pickles for 13 more of those years. And I said this was just a bad year. 14 million suspended a, a, a 80 uh, pickle says 14 years suspended 80 games PEDs. Now they've traded for Juan Soto. Maybe San Diego saw this coming. Maybe that's why they traded for Soto. They played uh, Pachado, all that money as well. Uh, I, I like their aggressive move. I just wouldn't have done that. I just think these, these double digit contracts do not work. More often than not, not unless you're the Yankees, you can just buy your way out of these problems. Uh, more often than not, they don't work. I, you know, the definition of insanity, guys, is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. And I've gave you an hour and seven minutes of sports talk. If you like the show, share the show. Uh, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Z-E-L-L-E app. Uh, sportsscope at gmail.com. If you want to advertise on this great program, uh, you can advertise. Uh, please subscribe to the Sports Scope YouTube channel. The word is sports. The word is scope. 
I've only got like 18 or 19 subscribers. We want to get that up, everybody. So you all have a good night. I will see you otherwise next Tuesday, same time, same place. I will be on uh, Mac and Jack Jim Jeff Gold Show. Uh, now it's hosted by Philly, uh, Philly sports guy Jamie Pags. Uh, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, come on there for about 30 minutes. We talk about this week in sports. You can check that on Northeast Stream and Sports YouTube channel or the Facebook page as well. Have a good night, everybody.